We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Welcome back to Your Brain on Weird. I'm Sam. I'm Jess. And this is a podcast about the paranormal and ghosts and weed also, additionally too, and mm-hmm. anything that makes you go, huh. 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 <laughs> uh, Jess, how are you doing today? I am tired. I'm very tired. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I'm only at like three quarter capacity in my brain right now. Um, wow, that much, huh? Yeah, which ugh, is not enough. Um, <laughs> so we finished for the most part moving, but we're dealing with like the aftermath of cleaning up all of the trash and shit that we don't want and like mopping and fixing the holes in the wall and all the other like annoying shit to make sure that our landlord doesn't like screw us and so that's been a huge pain in the butt so it's Mm -hmm. been Mm -hmm. it's been almost a week and it feels like it's taken this entire time for us to move which is like six days of just constantly driving well plus we moved 45 minutes away so we're having to drive back and forth that 45 minutes which is just, like, a huge pain in the ass. Um, And the cats have been keeping me awake at night because they're happy, which is great. Like, they're stoked to be here, and they, like, love it here. And they're, like, like living their best life, like, running around and, like, screaming at the high ceilings and shit. But they're, like, literally keeping me up at night. And we don't have a door to our bedroom anymore because it's, like, a loft. So I can't, like, kick them out of the room. So I haven't been sleeping, and I've been just, like, physically exhausted. But um, I feel very satisfied. So that's good. Good. <laughs> good. That's something. It is something. It is something. And I'm, I'm very happy with how everything worked out. So, yeah. Deep breath. It's all over. Yes. It is all over. But I'm also very excited for this weekend. And so I'm at that point where I'm transitioning out of moving mode and into wedding prep mode. And I'm just like, whoop. Okay, on to the next thing. (laughs) At least this one's more fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Just all fun. So, yeah. So we can talk about, we can talk about that later. We're going to talk about that later. (laughs) Anyway, how are are you? Tired as well. Yeah. Just perpetually tired. (laughs) Yeah, um, I just, I worked the last couple of days, too, and holy shit, I am at, like, 5% capacity right yeah. now. I was gonna say, I, I think I was, I think my, 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 uh, empty brain overcompensated. I don't think I'm at three quarters. I think I'm at way less than that. 
Yeah, right. That's why I was I like, I can't do math really? anymore. Yeah. Like, I can't. No, I think I meant it. one quarter. I meant the opposite. You're, so your brain's <laughs> at 25%. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, after I finish sense. the spear, it'll go down by about 5%. So that's okay. I mean, <laughs> it's your turn to tell a story. So good luck. But thanks. I believe in you. <laughs> So I I picked I picked a pretty pretty short one. Um, yeah. Because like, well, we talked about it. Sam and I talked about it. I like texted Sam and I was like, so I'm really overwhelmed. I haven't started doing my notes yet. So we can either not do an episode this week or I can pick something really short. And Sam was like, I don't want to just not do an episode. And I'm like, yeah, correct. We've been doing so well. We've been doing so well. Yeah, we've been really consistent with it. So it doesn't make sense for us to, you know, not release an episode when like it is doable. It just, you know, so I picked a I picked a shorter topic. So I have less to edit. And I did the notes. Uh... Within the last couple hours. Yeah. So (laughs) it's great. (laughs) I saw your bread, by the way. Yes. Those are some good looking buns. Thank you. They came out rather shiny. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely did not let them proof enough. But also, I was fucking just so annoyed. (laughs) Really? Not by like anything in particular, just by life. Yeah. And, uh,. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was just so tired so i was like i don't want to do this at all yeah um, yeah it was fun to make bread but yeah like i said i was just so t- just so tired i'm just so tired <sighs> i got you i get it yeah yeah so well that is it and i'm ready for this weekend basically and then yes shout out to me for planning my wedding in like four days yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> We, like, got out, we got to this weekend, and then Nick was like, hey, there's all this stuff I want to do, and I was like, no, Nick. It's like, we have, like, four more days. (laughs) Uh, But, well, luckily, it's not that big of a deal, but. I was going to say, I appreciate that you guys are are doing it very, like, this. it's going to be very small and casual, and, you know. You're not going overboard and you're not going to, like, nitpick all the little things because, like, that's not what's important to you guys, which is good. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, we went to Michael's and I was just getting Halloween decorations for my house. Yeah. And Nick was like, we could put that on top of our cake. It's like two skeletons kissing. And I was like, Nick, that sounds like a great idea. Thank (laughs) you so much. And I was like, wait, we're having a cake, though? Oh, shit. I gotta make a cake? Ugh. So I gotta Oh, make a cake man. Now. Okay, well. Um, uh, what? Which, again, it's not actually a big deal, and it's not hard, and it's not even time-consuming. It's just... Extra things. Another thing. Yeah. 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 I get that. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. I got one more day of work, and then I'm going to get stabbed on Thursday. Yeah! And... Hopefully take Friday to relax. I don't know. Hell yeah. So by the time this episode comes out, I'll be a married man. Yes. You'll be married and tattooed. Yes. Which is (laughs) basically anything and everything I ever wanted in life. So Perfect. It's going to be great. Yeah. That's so exciting. That's super exciting. (laughs) Oh my God. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. (sighs) We can't, we don't even like have the ability to be super excited right now because we're both just like yay yay <laughs> i really am excited about this i swear yeah <laughs> it's all i've been talking about i know <laughs> but mm. you should have caught me yesterday when i was just like manic at work and i was just like tweeting nonstop <laughs> for five hours i know that feeling uh. yeah. sometimes you just have so many thoughts and you're like i need to document all of these <laughs> Does other people feel the same? And the answer is usually yes, and they're on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Give me validation. And if you don't, I will delete the tweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Sometimes I like to just rapid fire tweets just to see which ones <laughs> like. <laughs> which ones stick. Yeah. 
Yeah, and man, go back a few was, hours later and delete the other ones. <laughs> there's definitely one that I tweeted out and it just like didn't hit and it got no likes. And I was like, I don't know if Twitter just ate it because like I'm pretty fucking funny. So. The algorithm, man, I'm telling you, you got to do it like at the right time when people are active. Sometimes, you, dude, sometimes I tweet stuff on the podcast account and then I go on to my personal feed to retweet it and I have to like scroll all the way down to find it either that either that or it's just straight up not in my feed at all and I have to like go to the podcast page to find the the tweet like the algorithm is just a mess I know so get it together Twitter (sighs) we already stopped using Facebook like you're on thin fucking ice yeah although Instagram is on even thinner ice for me (sighs) I have a hard I have a hard time with Instagram don't even get me started anyway (laughs) i have so many feelings about instagram (sighs) anyways just go back to chronological order (laughs) yes dude chronological order why when i reach the end of my feed it's just like do you want to see other people that you don't follow and i'm like no i don't otherwise i would follow them (laughs) show me what i want (laughs) Show me the people's tweets that I care about. Okay, anyway, yes, I do want to tell you a story. Also, how how long was that? Ten minutes? Okay, it took me ten minutes to drink a beer, so I'm gonna go get another one. (laughs) Okay. Lovely. I have my vape too hard. Uh Uh-oh. Ooh, speaking of vape, I wanted to share that I got a vape pen. Oh, yeah! I know that you know this, because I sent you a picture of it. (coughs) But I did, I did get myself a wax concentrate vape pen, and it's really nice. Highly recommend. So and it's green. And it's green. Yes, <laughs> it's awesome. It is a Yokan Evolve Plus, and it it makes the vape noise. Nice. Which is all I need. <laughs> okay. Is that the one with the quartz coils? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, awesome. so you just like, you literally just like, you unscrew the mouthpiece and then there's another smaller cap on the inside and you unscrew that and you just drop your stuff in. Sick. It's super easy. I haven't had to clean it yet, but it looks like it's pretty easy to clean. Just take a Q-tip, dip it in rubbing alcohol and go swab, 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 swab. Oh, if I, if I can find rubbing alcohol, I haven't, I actually- Ah, son of a bitch! Why didn't you tell me that you were at a- Why didn't I remember that you were at an alcohol? I would have bought you a bottle at work. It's okay. It's okay. I, so, I checked- all of the stores when we lived on Cape Cod, where we just moved from, but I haven't checked any of the stores near here. So okay. we'll, we'll, we'll see. Now that you're I might be able to find island. some. Yeah, now that I'm no longer on a friggin' island, yeah, I should be able to find it. So Good shit. Good shit. All right, I'm ready. Me too. Okay, so <laughs> this is one that um, I've been wanting to do for a while. But um, it's a little bit shorter, and I was thinking of using it for a little weird, but it's also like a little bit too long for a little weird, so it's good. It's right in the middle. So um, this is a cryptid. Their name is Champ or Champy. They are an enormous serpentine monster that lives in Lake Champlain. Wow. What? (laughs) Why is there a sea monster supposedly living in every single body of water? That is a good question. Like, Um, should I talk about Nettie? Maybe. Who lives in the Connecticut River? There's, yeah, yeah. I'm saying. Yes. But yeah, no, seriously. So this is, (laughs) this is one of, um, I think it's one of the, like, better known North American cryptids. Um, yeah. So first, I want to talk about Lake Champlain for anybody who isn't familiar with it. Um, It's a freshwater lake that's located in North America. It's on the border of New York and Vermont, and it goes from north to south. It's really like long and skinny, and it kind of goes up into Quebec. It is 120 miles long. Or 194 kilometers. Um, and it takes up 135 square miles. And like I said, it's like long and narrow, but it has like all these like channels that kind of extend off of the main like lake. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, it provides drinking water for over 200,000 people. Wow. 
That is a fun fact. So yeah, that's nice. It also has 81 species of fish. And the oldest known fossil reef in the world is located in Lake Champlain. It's about 450, so cool. yeah, 450 to 480 million years old. That's so cool! Yeah, it's really cool. So that whole That's area- sick. I gotta look up a picture of it. I would definitely look it up. That whole area used to be covered in glaciers. But yeah, when you look at a picture of it, you'll like get a better idea. And it's like, we were, we were in Burlington, Vermont recently. Mm-hmm. It's like right next to Burlington. Weird. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to let you know that I typed in Lake Champlain and it's like weather, New York, rentals, camping, monster, town. <laughs> monster. Monster. <laughs> oh, it moved up. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people are uh, searching, searching for, for the it. monster. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So searching funny. for champ. Champy. The Chazzy Fossil Reef. Oh, is that what it's called? Chazzy. Hmm. Yes. I like that. Weird. I would like to go there. I don't know how, because I feel like it's underwater, but I'd like to go there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. Oh, the Chazzy Fossil Reef National Natural Landmark includes three islands in Lake Champlain. Ooh. So... And um, they are both open to the public and managed by the Isle La Motte Preservation Trust. So we have to go to New York. But okay, that's easy. Yeah, that's not one of the banned states for us. I don't think it is not. (laughs) It is not. Perfect. So we can go to New York. Perfect. We can go search for search for Champy (laughs) at Chazzy at Champy at Chazzy. idea was this i was naming these lakes i hmm i don't these monsters that's a good question okay well (laughs) it kind this one like kind of goes back anyway so okay well brain brain juice needs to work no it's okay my brain is just not functioning plus i'm like in a new room in a new setup and i'm just like what's going on i only have one monitor normally i have two you're sitting in front of a cat tree yeah i know man (laughs) I literally used pieces of our cat tree to make myself a stand for my monitor because I don't have a desk yet. (sighs) It's fun. It works. Anyway, Champy is generally described as a typical lake monster. So like Nessie. Uh, So he has a long serpentine body and a horse shaped head. His length varies from between 10 and 187 feet. So apparently researchers think that that range comes from the shorter length ones are juveniles and then the bigger ones get up to 187. Oh, so there's mul- multiple. I would assume so, I guess, if like the range is that big. But I guess okay. that's like what some people say. Um, there have been over 300 reported sightings and the sightings go back to like 400 years ago, like a very long time. Um, So before the Europeans came to the US and fucked everything up, um, the Iroquois, I think that's how you pronounce it, nation uh, lived like along the lake. And they had a lot of stories about a horned serpent that lived in the water. So whether that was, um, you know, they had actually seen it or whether that was just folklore, we don't really know. But it was said that Samuel de Champlain, the founder of Quebec, who the lake is named after, was the first European to have seen him in 1609. Um, but when I was doing the research on that, apparently that whole like legend essentially can be traced back to a 1970 issue of Vermont Life where they claimed that he had documented a, quote, 20-foot serpent thick as a barrel with a head like a horse. But the issue with that is that Champlain was known to document large fish in his journals. And in that particular excerpt that they had pulled that out from, he was like, he was talking about a kind of gar or a pike fish. And he like said that. So they pretty much just took that and like twisted it into being a champ sighting propaganda so that one's not really legitimate so now we skip all the way to 1819 
And this comes from a report in the Plattsburgh Republican. Plattsburgh is a town in New York that's like right along the right along the oh. lake. And this report stated that a Captain Crumb, great name, had spotted Champ from a couple hundred yards away. Uh, he described it as a large black creature that was about 187 feet long. So this is where the 187 feet comes from. Like this That's guy. That's a very specific number. Isn't it? Wouldn't you like round up or down? Yeah, like a little under 200 feet. But like also, if I saw that, I don't think I would be able to judge what 200 feet looked like either. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're, so, I guess if you're a captain, uh, I don't I know. I don't know true. if you have like those kind of skills to be able to say, uh, "Oh, it was from here to here." Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but he <laughs> He's apparently really good at guesstimating. He's like, 187, not 188, not 186, 187. <laughs> so he apparently claimed that it was being followed by two large sturgeons and a billfish. So that was how he said he figured out that it wasn't one of those two creatures because he was like, oh, there was there were two sturgeon, sturgeons and this one other fish behind it. So like I was able to tell that that wasn't what it was. Um, and he said that its head resembled that of a seahorse. So it, again, with like the whole horse head thing, uh, he also described the creature as having a red like belt around its neck, like a stripe, red stripe around its neck a white star on its forehead, and three large teeth. So I'm not sure how he was able to see all those things, but apparently, I don't know, maybe he had like one of those crazy, what do you call those? Spyglass? Yeah, like a spyglass. And he's just like, oh. But he apparently noticed that it had all those characteristics. Just I think binoculars have been invented by then, so. What is this, 1890? Something like that. So, yeah, I just think it's weird that that sighting is just like very specific. Also, three teeth. Yeah. Was it like one, one and two or? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that description is just very strange. (laughs) So we're going to skip to 1873 now. There was a story in the New York Times about a railroad crew that had been laying tracks near Dresden, New York, and while they were working, they spotted the head of an enormous serpent emerge from the water. So they're working, they see this thing come out, and apparently they're, like, terrified of it. They're like, don't know what the fuck this thing is. So they, like, turn to run away, and at the same time that they turn to run away, the serpent, like, turns and swims away from them. Oh, okay. And that was essentially it. But witnesses said that it had bright silver scales that glistened in the sun. So it was like super shiny. And it had um, its head. It said its head was round and flat with a hood spreading out from the lower part of it, like a rubber cap often worn by mariners. So like kind of had a weird shaped head, I guess. Okay. I don't know. What's that lizard that like poofs out its... Thing. That's kind of what I'm imagining is that it just has yeah. a big, like a big round face. And it's got like, just like, it, I guess it would kind of look neck. like a hat. Yeah, right? Yeah. But then if you spook it, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had one of those, man. Same. Oh, man. If and when I get rich, I'm going to have someone make me one of those, like a cloak that like you pull the strings and it just goes. <laughs> But it makes like the hissing sound at the same time. I would also like it to spit acid. Oh, that too. Yes, perfect. Yes. Or just give me implants that make me spit acid. Spit acid. That'd be nice. I would also (laughs) accept that. (laughs) Neat. Body mods. Sick. It's the future, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to spit acid at my enemies. Yeah, Nick and I were talking about just cutting off my foot last night and... (laughs) I can get a cool prosthetic foot that makes me taller. Like, I'm there. I'm there for it. Oh, my God. Whew. Anyhow. Yeah. So um, that same year after the railroad crew saw him, um, there was a steamship that was loaded with tourists that apparently struck the creature and was almost capsized. Uh oh. Um, and the way that they knew that it was some kind of creature was that there were there was a head and neck that somebody saw like a hundred feet away from the ship. And they were like, what the fuck is that? Must be a sea monster. Uh, um, in 1883. So this is like 10 years after that Clinton County Sheriff, Nathan and Nathan H. Mooney 
claimed that he had seen a water serpent from a little over 100 yards away, and he claimed that it had to be between 25 and 30 feet long. And after this sighting, keep in mind it was a sheriff that said he had seen it, um, there were a whole bunch of eyewitnesses that came forward and said that they had seen the same thing. So. Weird. They wait. They were waiting for someone else to put their reputation on the line before they came forward. Pretty much. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So, and since it was the sheriff, they're like, well, what do I have to lose? Like, the sheriff is saying something, so, well. Yeah. So there was that. And I think this was around the same period of time. P.T. Barnum. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Barnum and Bailey. Yes, Barnum and Bailey. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, P.T. Barnum was an American showman, politician, businessman. He was remembered for promoting hoaxes and for founding Barnum and Bailey's Circus. Isn't that Zach? No, it's not Zach Efron. No, Zach Efron's in that movie. Hugh Jackman did that movie. And it's about, it's like a dramatization of Barnum and Bailey's life. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't, was, I don't watch enough mo- what movies. What the fuck is, is it called? Oh, The Amazing Showman. Oh, it was incredibly bad. I was watched it? I oh, don't the know, greatest the first, showman. Yeah, like the first I don't know thirty five minutes of it, and I was like, I can't fucking do this. Oh, Zac Efron is in it. Yes. Weird. And Zendaya. What the yes, hell? Yes, they have a romance in it. And that oh. was one of the things that made me stop watching because it was really uncomfortable. Oh boy, interesting. Also, Barnum and Bailey were awful people. Correct. So. Correct. Um, I also think it's interesting that, like, I looked it up and apparently that movie came out in 2017, which was when Barnum and Bailey's circus ended, was in 2017. Yeah. Weird. Which I think it's crazy that it lasted that long. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) along with what you were saying... Barnum apparently offered a $50,000 reward for anybody who could bring him the, quote, hide of the great Champlain serpent so that he could add it to his World's Fair show. <laughs> um, many sought the reward, but none were able to claim it. What What a weird motivation to go see monster hunting. Yeah, yeah. 50 grand. You dedicate your life to it and all you get is 50 grand. Like- yeah, that doesn't seem like that. Maybe you well, can dedicate okay. a year to it. I guess it depends what year this is. Okay. It was a while ago. It's probably more now, but still. Um, <laughs> no, I meant nowadays. 50 grand is not that much. No, no, it is no. not. It is not enough for me to want to go do that, unfortunately. <laughs> go monster hunting. But I'm sure there were a bunch of people who like made stuff up and like brought him like random animal corpses that were like meant to look like that just so they could try and claim it yeah definitely like uh the first mermaid the mermaid fish yes yeah yes ah hoaxes hoaxes people get so fucking creative with that shit it's like honestly kind of impressive i hate it but i love it (laughs) like i'm sorry you put all this effort into it but like good job (laughs) good job question mark Ah, yeah. So there was also around that same period of time, there was a farm boy that spotted the creature a mile out in the lake. And he said that it was making noises that sounded like a steamboat. So to me, that's him seeing something out in the lake, hearing a steamboat and connecting the two. But he probably saw a steamboat or that. (laughs) It was so far away. All he sees is like the shape and then like the thing sticking up. And he's like, (gasps) Boy needs glasses, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Bitch is just nearsighted. Get that farm boy a spyglass. Oh, I looked it up. Binoculars were invented in the 1870s. Perfect. It was like (laughs) right after this. Okay. That checks. That checks. (laughs) In the same year that the farm boy spotted it, apparently there was a group of uh, people that were picnicking near uh, Charlotte, Vermont. And they reported seeing an animal that was as big around as a barrel. And they estimated it to be about 75 feet long. Oh, he grew since last time. So there's the one guy that said 187. And then we had 25 to 30. And now we have 75. So it's like all everywhere. Uh, Let's see. Where are we now? Oh, so now we're going to skip. We're going to skip like 75 years 
into the future, um, into the 1970s. Okay. The first one that I found in the 70s was that there were reports from a ferry that was traveling along the lake. Apparently, some people who were on the ferry said that they saw something. Um, Also in the 1970s, there was a New York social studies teacher named Joseph Zerzinski, I think, um, who formed the Lake Champlain Phenomena Investigation Group. Um, And they did organized observations of the lake, and they, like, took reports and compiled them. They did explorations with sonar and robots, but none of their findings were conclusive proof of the creature's existence. So they didn't really find anything that was, like, notable, unfortunately. Yeah. The most famous and debated um, evidence, I guess, of Champ's existence is in 1977, there was a photographer named Sandra Mancy who released a photograph that appeared to show a creature with a long neck that was sticking, like, sticking its head out of the lake. And it's very, very, very similar to the famous photo of the Loch Ness Monster. I will send it to you. Thank you. Considering I have it right here, although it is very easy to find. You literally just Google Sandra Mancy photo or whatever. Um, where's the good one? There was a good one. Perfect. There he is. There goes Champ. What year was this taken? Uh, 1977. Okay. But yeah, doesn't it look like really similar to the Loch Ness Monster, like pictures? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. apparently the area where that picture was taken doesn't go any farther than 14 feet down. Like that's the deepest it gets in that area. So there's a whole lot of skepticism around whether or not some kind of creature that's that large could be able to fit <laughs> in such shallow, shallow water and, like, why it would be, like, hanging out there. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the first issue with it. A lot of people say it could be, like, a tree trunk or a log or something like that. But, like, that's a really weird-shaped log. Like- I was gonna say, I've I've seen a lot of weird shit on the river, and, um, <laughs> it, I, like, I don't know. Like, that could very easily be, like, just, like, some, like, weird piece of wood with, yeah, like, a could. plastic bag hanging off of it. like Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did True. they have plastic bags in the 70s yet? Oh, I don't boy. think so. I don't feel like looking that up right now. Plastic. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> bag. In. Ven. Interesting. Originally, plastic bag bags were invented to save the planet, to reduce the amount of trees cut down from paper bags. Oh, God. We're just running in circles constantly, aren't we? You idiot! Oh, they were invented in 1959. So, yes. It could be a plastic bag hanging off a tree then. And they were, like, widely spread by, like, the 1960s. So it literally could have been a plastic bag, like, hanging on a tree. True! That checks. Apparently, this is what happened when that photo was taken. Okay. So, Sandra and Anthony Mancy were visiting relatives in Vermont when they stopped along Lake Champlain's edge near the Canadian border. Sandra's children were playing in the lake when the, while the adults supervised. While Anthony went back to the car, Sandra noticed some, quote, turbulence in the water. As she watched, a huge creature with a small head, long neck, and a humped back rose out of the lake. The head, which was eight feet above the surface, moved from left to right. To Sandra, it appeared to resemble a prehistoric animal. When Anthony returned, he saw it too. And alarmed for Sandra and the children's sake, he got them out of the water and up to the bank of the lake. And at that point, Sandra took the photograph with her Instamatic camera. Insta. It's like 1970s Instagram. Mm-hmm. without all the shitty parts um thanks capitalism yes um apparently moments later the creature seemed to sink back into the lake perhaps startled by a motorboat that was approaching the whole sighting lasted six or seven minutes so Weird. she was watching it in the water for that long the mancies however fearing ridicule never publicized what they had seen but put the photo into their family album instead the negative apparently got lost over the years, but a friend who saw the photo eventually contacted the Lake Champlain Phenomena Investigation Group about it. 
Um, and at this point, they sent it to an expert named Paul LeBlond from the University of British Columbia, who estimated from the surrounding wave sizes that the object in the picture was between 24 and 78 feet in length, which is a huge range. That is a huge range. But apparently it was pretty decent size. And multiple other parties analyzed the photo and found that there was no way of identifying if it was some kind of creature, but they also didn't find evidence that the photo had been tampered with or altered in any way. Yeah. So whatever it is, it's a very real photo. It's just whether or not that's like a log with a bag hanging off of it or an actual creature. Yeah. So some other evidence that this could be a real living being is that in 2003, there was a recording of echolocation from within the lake that was recorded by the Fauna Communications Research Institute. Um, They concluded that the sounds were similar to a beluga whale or an orca, but were not easily identifiable as a known animal. Weird. So that's very strange. Yeah. Don't know what's up with that. And then in 2005, there was a video that was taken by two fishermen, uh, Dick Effalter and Pete Baudet. And the video shows a large serpentine creature um, swimming just under the surface of the water. Um, I actually like looked up the video because it was on ABC News and like it kind of just looks like there's like something underneath the water making waves. Weird. So it's not super convincing, but according to Peter Baudet, it was about as big around as his thigh. He is 100% sure of what he saw, but he's not 100% sure of what it was. Mm-hmm. Dick Falter said that they never saw the entire body of the creature, but what they saw always stayed at the surp- surface and parts of it would come above the water like the back of the nose or the head. So they were just watching it like kind of move in and out of the water. Um... ABC News had FBI analyst Gerald Richards look at it, and he said there was no indication that the video had been fabricated. However, there was nothing to indicate that there was some kind of animal underneath the surface. So. Yeah. (laughs) Again, not a fake video, but not definitive in any way. You're like, that could be the boat shadow. Like. It could have been. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I like. Like I said, I watched the video and it does kind of look like there's something underneath the water, but it's like, if we're going to get into like logs and shit, it could have just been a log that's making like waves and shit. So anyway, (laughs) there are a whole bunch of other reports. Like I said, there's over 300 um, reports have compared him to a great snake, a large Newfoundland dog, a yacht, a horse, a manatee, a periscope, a lizard-like four-legged animal, and a whale. So. Wow. Lots of descriptions. No one has any idea what anything is, huh? Yeah, they're just like, kind of looks like this. And you're like, kinda okay. Looks like a yacht. And you're like, okay. So it's not a yacht then? So, but it's is not it a yacht, yacht or it's not? not a steamboat. Even though it makes steamboat noises. But it's also a snake. It's also a periscope. Yes. Also could be a horse. It could be a horse. It does have a horse head. A seahorse head. A seahorse head. Oh, there was one, uh, there was one report that said that it had a mane. (laughs) Interesting. So that's weird. So yeah, anyway, um, (laughs) currently, uh, the legend of the monster is considered a draw for tourism in the Burlington, Vermont, and Plattsburgh, New York areas. In Port Henry, New York, they have a huge, like, statue of Champ, and they hold Champ Day on the first Saturday of every August. So that's kind of cool. Weird. I can't believe we didn't know about this before we went to Burlington, Dude, man. right? Right? I'm saying, like, oh, man. It's okay. Next time next time we go, we'll have to, like, look and see if there's any, uh, like, dorky souvenir shops or something that we can go to. Yes. <laughs> the other fun thing is that Vermont's only minor league baseball team is named the Vermont Lake Monsters. <laughs> and their mascot is literally just, like... Uh, champ. Oh, like a champy. It's champy. <laughs> so it's like pretty much the same thing as like Loch Ness, where, you know, they have Nessie and they're just like taking full advantage of the fact that there's all these reports and they're just like, hell yeah, my tourism money, my sweet, sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet tourism dollars. Um, so most consider Champ to be purely legend and folklore. However, others speculate that it could be possible for such a creature to live deep in the lake. 
like I said, Lake Champlain is 125 miles long. Um, it has a maximum depth of 400 feet. In certain parts, it gets like really deep. So in reality, there could be an animal that large that's living in there um, yeah. in the deeper areas. There are theories that it's a relative of the plesiosaur. Cool. Which, like, yeah, you probably know what those look like, but they're marine reptiles with long necks, bulky bodies, four fins, and a long tail, and they've been extinct for 65 million years. Yep. And somehow they came back. But you can polymorph into them in D&D, so... That's all that matters, man. Yeah, so clearly they are alive and well. You can share a soul in with our champ. hearts. <laughs> soul bond to Champy. <laughs> Actually, I was champion at another <laughs> Why don't you live in Lake Champlain, bro? I'm not actually champy. I just s- share a soul with champy. <laughs> oh, oh, Chris. <laughs> Thank I, you, guy. I, I, like, re-listened to that episode today, and I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> the people, I guess, within the same group of people who are suggesting that this is a relative of the plesiosaur, um, have suggested the scientific name <clears throat> Champtonistrophus americansis. Americansis. So they've proposed, like, that it have its own scientific name, even though we don't know if it actually exists. Did they make that up? Like, did they actually go and, like, look at Latin suffixes and be like... This is what this means. Probably not, but I have no idea. It sounds fake to me. Sounds fake, but okay. Yes. So there have been a few cryptozoologists who have done research on Champ. One of them is Roy Mackle, who suggested in 1981 that the creature might be a surviving Zooglodon or a Basilosaurus, which was a primitive form of whale that had a long snake-like body. Um, I looked at pictures of it, and they're, like, pretty cool looking, but also kind of dorky. Wait, what are they called? Basilosaurus. Basilosaurus. Bas- basil. It literally, is, it literally is spelled Basilosaurus. Ooh. I knew a guy in high school named Basil. That's a cool name. <laughs> oh, he is a dork. <laughs> King Lizard. Yes. Quack. <laughs> So the evidence that we have that it could be that is that um, there were fossils of those creatures that were discovered in Vermont, and those fossils were discovered only a few miles from the lake. Cool. So that's pretty neat. Other cryptozoologists, Katie Elizabeth and Dennis Hall, suggested in 2016 that Champ could be a member of the crocodile family. Their um, evidence for that is basically that there are mysterious alligator-like tracks that have been found near the lake. So they're like, he could also have legs. Interesting. And alligator feet. But there was a researcher named Scott Martis who claimed that those were likely tracks of a large snapping turtle. Oh, interesting. He's like, guys, there's literally no. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I'd be curious to know how big they actually were. Yeah. Big-ass snapping turtle. Snapping turtles can get pretty fucking big, though. They do live forever. That's Not true. Not forever, but a long-ass time. A lot of turtles, turtles and tortoises get yeah. old. Old and big. Um, so, the big issue with this is that if it is some kind of large creature, there has to be enough of them for them to be able to reproduce. And apparently... Um, that requires an absolute minimum population of 50 adults. In order for them to continue to survive, there needs to be at least 50 of them. But I also read that in reality, there needs to be about 500, meaning that there needs to be, like, juveniles. Yeah. So the rarity of us, like, actually spotting them versus how many would have to exist in order for them to survive, like, makes it kind of sketchy like it's a big lake but it's not that big yeah yeah um the other issue is that there's no single creature that has been proven to have a lifespan that lasts longer than a millennium with the exception of single cell life forms no living animal is able to consistently reproduce by itself 
and there has been no beached carcasses or other biological traces of Champ or his predecessors ever found. So, honestly, to me, this seems like a case of, like, huge mistaken identity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't be- I don't really believe it. Also, I would like to let you know that they just found, like, the new biggest snapping turtle ever found is 100 pounds. Wow. Nice. So, it's like... I mean, it's pretty small. Like, I was going to say, a hundred isn't that big, but it's also no. chunky. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's, like, you wouldn't, like, his feet, like, are, like, this big. Yeah. Hmm. That's not monster tracks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, dinner plate sized. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily jump to that being some kind of crazy monster. So, just like a lot of people say about Nessie... A lot of people say that it could be a sturgeon or a long-nosed gar, which apparently get to being pretty big um, Mm -hmm. and have similar characteristics. Another pretty big suggestion that we already kind of talked about is... So this I thought was really interesting because Lake Champlain is very similar to Loch Ness in the sense of its shape and its like climate. So they're both very long. They both get pretty deep. Um, They run very narrow and their temperature is pretty cold. And both bodies of water have underwater waves called seiches. I think that's how you pronounce it. S-E-I-C-H-E-S. That can pull debris up from the bottom of the lake and bring it up to the surface. It literally is like an underwater wave. And they can be up to 300 feet um, high. So they will, it literally pulls things up from the bottom. So there was one sighting in the late 1800s that described the monster as looking like a long, long log or a pole. There was another 1954 sighting that described the creature as a telephone pole in appearance. Um, I mean, I think that like... It was just actually a telephone pole. My first idea is that those waves are just pulling all of these huge branches and logs up from the bottom. Since they've already started decaying, they're pretty light and it's pretty easy for them to float. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Another really cool suggestion that somebody had was there was a um, wildlife, wildlife technician named John Cop who witnessed a a snake-like creature undulating towards him. But as this creature drew nearer to him, he realized that it was only half a dozen otters who were diving and resurfacing. Oh, that's cute, though. Yeah. He's like, holy shit, it's a monster. Oh, it's just otters. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's just otters. (laughs) So um, it could be a whole multitude of things. I have a really hard time believing that there is some kind of like giant creature living in Lake Champlain. But you know... I don't know. I haven't seen shit. I can't say much. Um, All I know is that um, the Vermont House of Representatives passed H.R. 19 in April 1982, which protects Champ from any willful act resulting in death, injury, or harassment. And the the next year, New York state legislators followed protecting Champ against death, injury, or harassment and encouraging reports of sightings. Weird. So there's been enough push to where... States have had to, like, actually enact legislation. You um, cannot hunt it, okay? No. Y'all. You can't get that $50,000 from Barnum. He's dead anyway. Don't worry about it. So anyway, <laughs> um, that is a log named Champ. <laughs> it's not even a cryptid. It's just a piece of wood with a plastic Probably bag. a log. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know, man. If he exists, I'm gonna need some way better proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not picking up what they're putting down, I think. Yeah, I'd really like to believe so... it, though. <laughs> crazy world, man. Yes, yes. Crazy world, crazy people. Crazy everything. Crazy lake monsters. Would you like to give me some crazy knowledge? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. Okay. Your turn. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the story. You're welcome. So... What I wanted to talk about from education this week was how do you test the potency and of weed? And how do you 
know how much like, like how THC. many milligrams of THC and stuff yeah. are in them yeah okay and oh no all I found was like they tested in labs <laughs> and I was like I just want to know I like I, I want to know how it's done do they like put it in alcohol and then like some <laughs> you know some kind of like, crazy biology test tube shit I'm sure yeah yeah right because that would be sick as fuck mm-hmm but instead, I found this, like, pretty cool article about <laughs> how to measure THC and CBD content in weed. Okay. But it's not, like, it's, like, how to assess how, and, like, anyways. Um, how to, like, look at, look at a nug of weed and say, hmm. <laughs> no, it's, this, this whole article is about, like, reading labels. Oh. So when you go to a dispensary, okay. you get a bag of weed. And it should say on it, you know, a couple different things. It should say THCA content, THC mm-hmm. content, um, CBD, and CBDA. So, as we know, and we kind of learned about uh, when I talked about vaping, mm-hmm. you can only get high from THC after you decarb it. So when you just have a nug of weed, the what the fuck do I do you call it? Molecule. Okay. <laughs> Your brain. Okay, so the molecule is called THCA. Yeah. Which is it's like active versus inactive. So this is active. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, THC acid. Perfect. <laughs> so what with the addition of heat, it gets rid of that extra like protein or acid or whatever the heck it is and it turns it into thc which is a slightly different chemical that has like the psychoactive part of it yeah so weird which is so weird because that's very strange yeah um and then the same thing with cbd and cbda um so they measure the THCA and they put that percentage on the envelope and it's like 27% or whatever. Okay. And then there's a different number with total THC and it's usually like something slightly lower than that because when you decarb your weed when you activate the thc you lose some of it in the process yeah so your actual percentage of thc is lower than that like 24 Hmm. yes Hmm. and then the most effective way to heat cannabis is to heat the extract at 200 degrees celsius for five minutes which results in almost 100 percent de Decarbolization, decarboxyl, de- decarboxylation of THC. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With the least amount of burn off, extra stuff, whatever. What's, what's that in Fahrenheit? Hold on. Um, I do not know. I forgot to look that up. It's okay. I'm gonna look it up. But it's at two hundred degrees Celsius to Fahrenheit. Because I'm an American. Three hundred ninety-two. <laughs> Okay, and then combustion happens at around 700 degrees Celsius. So when you, like, light a lighter, fire's hot, I guess, and you burn it. So you're burning it at, like, such a high rate. Bro. You're losing a lot of this stuff. Bro, no way. So I guess that makes sense why, like, vaping gets you higher, right? Because you're holding it at the lower temperature for longer Mm -hmm. as opposed to smoking when you're just lighting it up you're losing more of the thca really makes literally you burning it so you're literally just burning it <laughs> yep so yeah if you have a temperature setting on your vape i do not unfortunately <laughs> okay i was like yeah either um my vape has three levels it's one two three and i don't know the difference between them well yeah but that's basically it Okay. I just learned a lot about THC acid today. 
and molecules. Molecules and shit. Jesus Christ, yeah. Man, I never took chemistry. It was, like, barely. <laughs> like, I was like, I recognize that diagram. That's a molecule, yeah. Did I ever take chemistry? I don't think I ever took chemistry either. Yeah, so I never took chemistry, and yeah. the only other class that I ever needed it in was baking science. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I barely passed that class. That was the only class in college that I did not get an A in. Really? Yeah. The science the science part just nope. <laughs> it was all <laughs> molecules. It was all figuring out like we talked about things like um terpenes and stuff, but in terms of like food. So and weird. Yeah. It's very weird and like color molecules and shit like that. And I was like, nope. Nope. Like, all I want to know is how to bake this bread, bro. Nope. I don't know how any of this works. So basically, I'll make bread and I will maybe look into getting a flour vaporizer. But I was going to look into that anyways. Yeah, you know, really not a bad idea. Shink. It does really make you shank. I mean, that's why I like bought this vaporizer, vaporizer even though it's like made for wax. Like that's It's still like highly effective just like the idea that like i'm literally burning my flour to ash when i smoke a bowl or it really gets me sometimes yeah and you know i don't mind a blunt or a joint in fact i love a blunt or a joint but for some reason that's less painful it is (laughs) painful less painful to watch (laughs) more fun to smoke yeah yeah don't worry i got his blunt wraps for the weekend oh sick sick (laughs) We are bringing our homegrown. Mm. We're gonna roll a couple blunts with it and make wedding blunts. Because yeah. that's our weed, you know? Yeah. We grew that weed. That is your weed baby. Yes. <laughs> so we must child. smoke it together. So anyways, thank you for anyway. coming to our TED Talk this week. Oh. <laughs> thank you for listening to the shit show. This is us at... Probably 1% brain capacity at this point. (laughs) I'm also very hungry, which doesn't help. I am also very hungry. I am ready. I am ready to eat. I'm also, I think, ready to go to bed as well. That sounds right. Yeah. Well, do you want to do our social meds or you want me to? I was going to say, yeah, I'll do them. Okay. I was going to finish my (laughs) side and then go, well. (sighs) You can find us on Twitter. (laughs) Yes. At weird underscore pod. You can tweet at us or DM us if you have any personal stories that you'd like to share with us. Ooh, that's coming up. Hell yeah. Yeah. Our little weird is coming up and we would love to have a uh, listener episode. So if you have any spooky, crazy, interesting stories, encounters, dreams, whatever everything anything we Mm want to hear it yes tweet us or you can email us at your brain on weird at gmail.com you can find us on facebook you can also leave us a rating on facebook you can also leave us a rating on apple podcasts so if you listen to us there if you could drop us a rating that would be great we would really appreciate that that'd be sick it would be really sick. Instagram is YBOW podcast. I have been having the time <laughs> of my life making graphics for our episodes. We we finally hit like 50 followers on Instagram and I was like, yes, now you all get to join me. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so please go peep that and give our Instagram account a fo- follow. It's uh, my own personal hell. Yes. And you can also find us on Patreon. Um, go to patreon.com forward slash your brain on weird. And for as low as $5 a month, you can support us and unlock exclusive content and early access to episodes if you just can't wait that extra day to listen to us every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Was that everything? I think so, man. I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Oh, I also wanted to say, at this point, so this is Tuesday, at this point, we are very, very close to a thousand plays. <gasps> Ooh. Very, very close. So I think by the time this episode comes out, we'll probably be there. 
That is so exciting. Yeah, so that's, we get to celebrate that very soon. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody who has listened to the show so far. Yes. We're at, this is 19, so we're not even at 20 episodes now, and we already have a thousand plays, which I think is, like, honestly pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And that's it. All right. Well, I'm Jess. And I'm Sam. And this has been another episode of Your Brain on Weird. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.